0: to another episode of the Charming Libra. I am your host Tasha and happy Sunday you guys. The Patreon is officially up. It was approved and I actually just got done recording an episode for the self-care of Leo Moons and uh, you know kind of explaining what the um, Patreon is about. Um, It's a good episode that involves like you know like explaining, you know, how Leo moons are, what you guys need, uh, as a moon sign and things that will help you be healthy, things that you can do that really enhance, um, you know, your health with being a Leo moon and also being in Leo season, uh, you know, foods, you know, exercises, all of that good stuff. And, um, this is just the beginning, you guys, there's going to be more, um, as it goes. I was having issues with figuring out how to record up there, but, I finally did some research and found out that, you know, you just use something that comes on your phone, the voice memo. So I was able to use that. So it's now in full swing. So um, I will put the link in the show notes, but it's only $5. That's it. $5, you have access to everything. And there's going to be, that's where most of the, um, the, um, you know, like health, uh, health, uh, of all seasons and things we're going to be doing using moon, uh, you know, using astrology for, um, our wellness, our health and mind, body, soul, using it to manifest with the moon and all that good stuff. It's going to be like more hands on, you know, more support with me and hopefully you all who want to join, (laughs) And we can all support each other for better wellness, better health of using the, you know, not only the astrological seasons, but, you know, like eating and moving in the seasons that we are in, such as like fall, winter, spring and all that stuff, you know, things that can um, happen. um, it's, I just have, you know, like journal prompts, all of that good stuff, like, general prompts, like some shadow work. Cause you know, like Scorpio season's about to be a good same with the rest of it. Like Virgo season is like, you guys know it's going to be fall. Fall is when we get into more of the, um, harvesting mode and all that stuff. And, you know, using the, the feminine energy of Virgo and all that stuff. Like, just like I'm already planning for the, I believe what the full moon in Pisces, um, I'm you know, it's going to be on Patreon basically. I'm going to be doing I'm going to be showing things that I'm doing, being more like showing pictures and stuff and like readings I do for myself or something like that. And then eventually I'm going to start getting like little prizes where um you know, you guys can like, you know, ask me questions or something or you know like things like that. It's I'm still working on exactly what I want it to be, but it's definitely going to be toward more of us healing ourselves together being supportive together with anything, you know, like I want episodes where it's just questions. If you guys want to ask me questions about, you know, like certain astrological things like signs and stuff or your relationships about yourself, anything, you know, like just anything. So I hope you guys want to join again. It's only $5. There's only one tier, um, you know, that's it. So come join. I hope. I would love to really talk and meet with you guys. It will be so fun. So I'll have the link in the show notes. And of course, again, um, I want to plug my, um, crystal shop. I have a crystal shop on Etsy, um, called, uh, I was also astrology called Alari Sky Jewelry. Um, it's where I create beautiful crystal pendants and I have beautiful, um, crystal, um, uh, crystals for your home decor and all that good stuff. So I can't wait to, um you know, add more up there. I'm working on more stuff, but you know, as I said, it, it just takes, you know, slow. I got a lot of good advice uh from some business uh, workers that, you know, I changed some things already. Like um I had to get rid of like the medical stuff, even though that's what crystals do, like healing Etsy, will literally ban you and shut down your shop. So I had to get rid of those. So that's something that I'm just going to have to mention up here because I didn't, you know, I didn't want, even though that was beneficial for some people, because I know one of my customers who bought something like that was like, oh, you know, like, uh, is this helpful for this and this? And I was like, yeah, and I was, of course I don't tell them. That's just like the end all be all, you know, but of course you still have to go to your doctor. You still have to eat right, move right and all that stuff. But it just enhances, you know, what it helps physically or you know like emotionally and stuff like that but I had to take down like the physical like seeing like they were diagnosing and I took their advice and took that you know deleted those but now uh they were talking about like my pictures I need to redo my pictures because I don't have enough and I need to have um things that bring out the jewelry and I highly you know like took that to heart I think that is was a great idea um so I'm going to do that, add more pictures and all that good stuff. And I have to get new props tomorrow. Um, can't do it today. Um, cause I'm busy working on everything, like all business stuff today. So, um, I won't be using anything, uh, also cause I told my husband to take my car and the keys because, um, I just have like issues with spending money every time I go somewhere and you know, your girl is, your girl is saving and making monies and she's trying to keep it, not keep spending it. So I just wanted to, you know, take the day to spend at home. Cause I haven't really spent at home. And like I said, I'm starting this program this week, so I need to really get things done around the house, you know, get things done to be ahead with, you know, this podcast, my, you know, crystal shop and all that good stuff. So, Um, I'm happy to mention you guys, you know, um, as far as my diet, my diet is going, I kind of took, and I have my appointment, my naturopath tomorrow, but I kind of took a different spin on it because I think I mentioned to you guys when I went to the, like the mountains or slash lake with my friends that I went on a huge binge to the point of eating myself sick. And I realized then that this whole, um, AIP diet. It's just too damn restrictive. I can't just go cold turkey, even trying to cut down, like, because when I looked at it, when I sat down and I reflected, because I had a journal about this, because I felt like shit after this, and that was, like, me feeling like I failed and all that stuff. I looked at myself and I was like, if you think about it, most of the stuff I have to be careful of is... Or that I don't I don't really eat that many seeds. The only seeds I was is doing cheese seeds with my smoothies because they're a great source of fiber and protein. Um, I'm not really a bean person. I eat beans every once in a blue moon. Fruits, um, I, I've i eaten uh, tomatoes and stuff I, I enjoy, but it's not like I'm dying without it. So those are things I don't really hardly eat. And so the whole point of this diet is to figure out what you're allergic to. So for me, obviously the things that I looked at in correlations, the the main thing I mainly eat majority of the time was carbs, which involved sugars pretty much and gluten. So I'm thinking that is most likely the top thing. Um that I need to really cut out and get rid of for the time, uh, because those are the things that I have been consistent with. Everything else I've been eating all my life, no issues, um, before, like I would eat carbs, but not as much as I ever did these last few years. Um, and so I noticed it got worse with me eating more increased carbs and less of everything else. So, I'm looking at like, you know, of course, dairy, certain dairy um, I'm going to cut out because I had already did a allergy test on that one. I was not allergic to dairy and I know things can change, but that's why I don't really eat it. But um, I do eat like good ones here and there. Like, you know, cheese is not bad. I don't eat a shit ton of it, but I'll sprinkle it a little bit on some things or, you know, like healthy yogurts and stuff like that. Uh, milk and all that. I don't really drink. I drink nut milks and stuff like that, like coconut milks or, you know, almond milks and stuff like that, which I'm not allowed to have almond milk. So that's why I put everything down to coconut milk. And you guys, when I did that, you know, I was like, I'm not, I'm going to talk to my naturopath about it. I'm not going to just cold turkey because it did the opposite for me. Like I knew it would. But I figured, like, oh, you know, I'm so concerned about, about my health. This is life or death. I'll be able to do it. No, it, it did not work. Instead, it made everything much worse. So after I had that little bender, I just started eating fish and just really going intuitively what my body wanted. And when I allowed myself to not eat things that I shouldn't be eating, like, I'm slowly weaning myself off the gluten, slowly. And by doing that, I did not have cravings because I, you know, I was having cravings of popcorn, cravings of shit that I don't really crave for, like random shit. I was becoming snacky. I'm not really a snacky person. And this was all from and feeling ravenously hungry all the time, like bad. So I was like this to me, I think it's just too much of a shock for my body. So I'm just taking it slow and mainly focusing on getting rid of sugar and gluten. So this week, I spent the time doing that. I ate intuitively. I ate mainly fruit bowls and fish and vegetables and bison meat. You guys, I have dropped to a weight. <laughs> I managed to lose three pounds, um, which is that was not my intention. My goal, my nature passed set my goal to a pound a week, but I ended up losing three pounds this week. And because of that, I am at a weight and I'm not going to say it on air. And I even mentioned this in the Patreon. I'm at a weight, you guys, that I have not been at, I think, in four years. Four years just by allowing my body to intuitively pick what it wanted. Like, I wasn't like, oh, sugar, okay. My body wants sugar. No. Like, if I felt that way, that's why I would use fruit. I was like, "Mm, okay, it's craving something a little sweet and refreshing, You know, with it being hot, I've just been obsessed with fruit. Like fruit is just the shit to me right now. All the stuff that I love, like strawberries, berries, raspberries, kiwis is all in season. So I'm trying to eat. I've been eating at, you know, with things that are in season, you know, because that way your body's being fed exactly what is, you know, it needs now. So like Am I going to be eating strawberries in fall? No. And we'll learn more about that in the Patreon because, like I said, we're going to be eating for our bodies how we were intended to. Like, our ancestors, they weren't eating strawberries in fall and winter because <laughs> that shit wasn't happening then. They ate what grew in the land at that exact time. So that is what part of the Patreon is going to be about. And that is, that is, that's what's going to help us really reach and hit our goals and stuff. So... Again, I'm very excited and I hope you guys join me. Uh, but yeah, so I've been doing that and I feel good, you guys. My stomach feels good. I also am ta- taking gut healing supplements as well. Um, as, as each day goes by, you know, gluten eventually will be eradicated, but I'm not rushing for it. I'm taking my fucking time on this because that is what works for me. Um, I'm no longer doing the well you have to do this because this and this. Like I get it. I was like listening to people that I need to do this and that and I went against what I knew my intuition. I went against my fucking intuition because the longing, <laughs> you know and look what it did. It cost me to binge eat, you know, like severely. So I'm not ever doing that again. So yesterday I cooked a homemade taco salad. It was tacos for like my family, but of course, you know, like I said, that's why I'm being very, um, cautious of what I eat. So even though I'm slowly taking gluten out, I didn't have any of the, um, roll the things. And I know there's like, well, there's gluten-free stuff, but gluten-free is still, it's really highly processed stuff. So I'm trying to take out all really highly processed stuff at a time and so I was very content with having a taco salad for myself so I had to use bison meat excuse me I had to use bison meat um with some lettuce some beans um a little bit of cheese and a little bit of uh, sour cream and I felt amazing I didn't need nothing else that night it perfectly hit the you know hit the nail on the head for me so You know, again, I know there's like, you guys are like, bitch, you have said like 5,000 different things on each one. But that's, that is just me, you guys. That is part of being a Libra. You know, I'm not just blaming my zodiac sign on this, but it is like Libras. We, our fucking sign is in fall. Every Libra sun, bitch, we are in fall. Okay. Our sign is in fall because Aries is exalted in the sun and Leo is the natural ruler of the sun. But because Aries is exalted, that puts its sister sign in fall. So that makes it harder for us to decide. And, you know, it, it weakens the sign. Put it like that. It really weakens the sign. I want people to know when you have a weak sign, if it's aspected, if your son is aspected, really fucked up and weakened or it's in fall and detriments and all this shit, you know, other things that are stronger in your chart is going to kind of be more, more profound. uh, Even in my astrology class, it says if you have a weak sun and your moon is even aspected, you know, stronger, you're going to express definitely more of your moon. And sometimes I wonder, is that why I feel more, I feel more Pisces and Leonin than I do Libra. And don't get me wrong, I relate to some of the Libra stuff, like especially a lot of the you know, the negative stuff somewhat, um, not a lot of it, but just the indecisiveness and all that stuff. And, you know, like, of course, um, being, uh, justice ridden, I, I don't like when things are not fair and stuff like that. Like I still relate to it, but I definitely feel more, more Pisces than anything. And then I feel some Leo in there with the dramatics and stuff. So, yeah. So I just want to let you guys know that, like, that's, what you have to look at in your chart. Um, and plus, I have a Pluto, even though it's not like my ruling chart um, planet, my uh, dominant planet, um, it's very strong in my chart, extremely strong. Where it's almost, I don't know, that's why I feel like sometimes I relate to a lot of Scorpio because I have like only like really outer planets or Scorpio or, Scorp- or in Scorpio for me. And that's more generational kind of stuff uh, besides, uh, Saturn and stuff, but, um, yeah, it's just more generational stuff, so, um, with that being said, it's just, I do relate to Scorpio tendencies with, you know, the whole trust issues, plus my moon's in the eighth house, um, you know, the secretiveness and all that stuff, so I just, I don't know, that's why I guess maybe I attract so many damn Scorpios, because Pluto is, one of the strongest planets in my, uh, chart, the way it's aspected because it is conjunct to my sun, So it's, you know, it's the energy is heightened like a motherfucker. So, um, yeah, anyways, this episode is for the Leo kind of relationship for Leo moon wise, um, and sex. Um, yeah, so let's go ahead and jump into that. So it's going to kind of sound like the Leo beginning, because this is the book that I started to read and then I realized it was more kind of based on relationships. So I decided to use it on the relationship episode. So, um, I'm going to just go ahead and, um, I guess I'll just go ahead and leave off to where we were at. We had, Stopped at physical traits. So it says, generally above average height for both sexes, well-proportioned body, strong and large bones, sanguine complexion. The eyes are large and prominently set in full, round face, eyebrows without too much arch, rather low set. The hair ranges from light brown to tawny brown. Weaknesses, heart afflictions, muscular pains in the back. And that is because, of course, Leo rules the heart and the upper back. Oh, also I wanted to, this book is from, uh, Moon Signs, Lunar Astrology by Sybil Leek. And I'll be reading from the Erotic Astrology, The Sex Secrets of Your Horoscope Revealed by Phyllis Vega. If I eventually find another, you know, erotic, like really like detailed, sexy book for astrology, especially to be nice for the moon signs, I will let you guys know and I will, you know, intertwine it because you know, I don't really have much besides like the books that I've already read from four books here because they all have each thing that one is missing. But other than that, majority of it is going to be the same. So, and I have lots of moon books, but there's no point to read out of all moon books if they all pretty much kind of say the same thing. So these ones had the most um variety in my opinion. Okay. So it says how moon and Leo people relate to the sun signs. So it's going to relate all you Leo moons With the sun signs of the whole, you know, 12 zodiacs from Aries to Pisces. So let's start with that. It says uh, uh, to Sun and Aries, how you relate to them is the natural attraction comes through the two personalities sparking off against each other. The solar Aries recognizes a good opponent in the lunar Leo and so they are worthy adversaries. But they both have the good sense to use a neutral ground for any verbal battles, and generally there is a Mexican standoff, which leaves neither party unduly worried. I wonder what the hell that means. They both want to make their point, but are willing to leave a question mark in the air as to which one is right. This does not seem to affect the friendship, which may last for many years. It is interesting that either one will insult the other, but woe betide anyone else who does it. <laughs> Each will each will spring to the other's defense. So basically, Leo's and Aries, you know, Leo Moon and Aries Sun. You guys got each other's back, and you can fuck with each other, but do not let anyone else try to act like they can jump in because you will fucking attack them. You know, you got the the lion and the bull here. So I mean, not the bull, the lion and the ram. So they will fuck you up. So just because they're doing it, does not mean you can do that too. This makes for some interesting situations on the romantic level where sexual instincts are mutually shared and appreciated. The business, um, the business relationship can thrive under strange conditions and become mutually profitable. Both will take turns in wanting the greater share of the limelight. Yes, definitely. Cause this is, you're talking about Aries and Leo and Aries loves to be like, they love I'm not going to say the word. They just love their dick and their penis stroked. Like, you know, they like to be number one. And then you have Leo who likes to be the center of attention. So they're both going to kind of, you know, um, butt heads in a way of that because, you know, they're, they both kind of need that attention. So be aware of that while, ca- while calculating who put in the biggest amount of energy and an initiative to achieve success. So Again, this is Leo and Aries energy, very competitive, so it's probably going to be fun, and I think it's really going to get Aries off because I feel like Aries, you know, you have that masculine, like, oh, my, you know, basically my, you know, measuring dicks or tits or whatever, of who does it the best or who did it the best and you're the reason why you guys got this victory in that and Leo on the other hand is gonna be like oh no you know they're just very sassy and like oh no it was me very confident and all that stuff at the same time so they'll meet Aries and call Aries out on that and I think in a way that's kind of good that's good for Aries, definitely and it's also good for uh Leo because because they have to share that limelight Aries will let them know that oh no you know I'm going to do this it's you know it's about me they're going to let them know that and I feel like in a way that'll kind of give Leo a little bit of patience when it comes to their turn so it's a good duo in my opinion okay so in in their hearts they know they they have both done their best any departure from true friendship can be very verbal and both can make dramatic exits Until the next time around, the lunar Leo and solar areas can take turns dominating the relationship in all its phases. Unfortunately, the moon in Leo sometimes produces physical disabilities, which can slow down the Leo and produce the impatience in this Arian companion. Oh, interesting. Okay, so Leo moon with a sun in Taurus. It says the lunar Leo recognizes the best characteristics of the solar Taurian, such as devotion, loyalty, and the ability to do well in material things. He is not averse to using the Taurian. In business relationships the solar Taurian will dominate the lunar Leo, but this is no hardship because Leo enjoys spending the money made and adds a dash of verve to the ponderous Taurian business methods. This can be a very satisfying relationship, uh, satisfying romantic relationship since the moon is exalted in Taurus and there are many complementary interests such as the desire to have a pleasing environment and both will try hard to attain and sustain it. The Lunar Leo understands the basic honesty and childlike quality of the Solar Taurian, but problems may occur when the com- common sens- sens- sensical Taurus is co-founded by Leonian extravagance. So, meaning that you know, Taurus, um, although they're they're luxury and stuff like that, they these people when they make money they can hoard it. Um, they can sometimes end up spending money, but they make sure in my opinion, they make sure they don't spend all of it. Like I feel like Torians, you know, compared to like a Venetian ruled Libra, you know, they're like, Oh, I have money, but I'm, I have, you know, I'm going to spend this and they, 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 they invest money in things that are going to save in the long run. So they will pay something expensive for something. But it's going to last them a long time compared to, uh, you know, someone like other like Libras or something like that, where we just spend money on anything no matter what. And it it doesn't have to be, it can be expensive. It can be like shitty. We're just buying just to fucking buy. Um, It's more like want over need. And while I feel like Taurus is more need over want. And don't get me wrong. They do have some wants that they get to. But these people will make sure they don't spend all their fucking money. So they'll make their money, have a lot of it, and then spend it. So this um, this combo to me is great, um, especially for um, to me if it's if you are a more masculine Leo sun, and you're a more feminine Leo um, moon, because I feel like um, this will work well because. Taurus again like mentioned they're very loyal dependable that's something Leos love and find attractive they want nothing more than someone to be just as loyal as them and they feel like they can lean on their Taurus because their Taurus is stable Taurus is very stable sign and very nurturing as well which is something that Leo moons need um so with that said um Leo will like that the tourists will, you know, like spend money on an extravagant gift here and there and kind of show their love and everything. But, you know, tourists will also not let Leo run over them. And I feel like that is really good for Leos because some Leos, if you get like more of a weak minded kind of person, you will tap dance all over them and want them to do all this stuff. And in a way it's, it's, it kind of puts you in a more spoiled, like negative kind of vibe because then you expect that from everyone. You get what I mean? I hope that makes sense. But if it's someone that will give you what you want, but then also be like, Hey, all right, relax, chill, you know, like, or, Hey, you know, you're doing this a little bit. Like, can you show me some respect? Then you'll kind of have more patience and more, um, what is it? Like, patience and more respect, I guess, for the person. So I can see how this really works. So the next one is a Leo moon with a sun in Gemini. It says that astute lunar Leo is not averse to using the solar Gemini. He comes out very well in the relationship, which is generally satisfying to the solar Gemini until it becomes dull and poor pro And that is no part of the solar Gemini's lifestyle. Their relationship will generally be short term. In a romantic relationship, the lunar Leo can always keep the solar Gemini interested. The Leo, has more, uh, the Leo has more control of the situation than he has in business with Gemini, is likely to walk away from any difficulties which arise. In romance, the lunar Leo is very capable of sizing up the need for Gemini to have an exciting love life and will be there as a steady influence when Gemini is in a mood to walk away. It is a romantic relationship, which can have many ups and downs, but generally it is interesting one with periods of mutual satisfaction. So, you know, Gemini is, Gemini energy is just, it's, it's mercurial. You know, it's, if you guys know the great God Hermes, who is also known as the God, you know, the Mercury God, you know, he's a messenger God of all the gods. And this man is on the move constantly. He's flying around moving just like, you know, Gemini, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. So it has that electrical constant movement that's always going. And, um, that I feel like will work with Leo, but then Leo also still likes to have someone who's still a little, um, sturdy and dependable because like mentioned when, and this is an air sign thing in general, I think, except for Aquarius, I feel like Aquarius, you guys have a little more. Um, you stand your ground a little bit even though when it gets hard, and I think that's because obviously you guys are a fixed sign, but Gemini and like Libras like air signs in general, when things get hard or bored we're working the fuck out of there like that you know that is just it like we're like, oh, this is getting a little hard next, you know I'm a prime example of that, but I also have a um I have a lot of planets in the third house, which is naturally the house of Gemini. So that's why I feel like that comes from, I don't have a stellium quite yet, but I have like three planets there. And so, um, it just, you know, when things get difficult and especially if it gets boring, then I'm done. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm done. You know, I'm a lot better now that I'm older to be honest. So I don't hop up as quick. But you guys see, like, look at the diet. Look at the diet when it gets difficult Then I'm ready to try something else and all that stuff. And that's just how air signs are. And I feel like that's not, you know, Leo needs someone that is not going to fizzle away every single time it gets hard. And that's even in relationship aspect. You know, when it gets hard for Geminis especially, because Libra is definitely more sturdy in a relationship. Aquarius, they just won't commit most of the time if they feel like it's not... They're not vibing with it, but Gemini's, they will like the second it starts getting hard or you're finding they're fucking out of there. They're not going to last long unless they have some kind of different other placements in their chart. So I'm not saying that's all, but that's just how it is. So this is why it's important to look at, you know, see, you see how it's like usually in astrology world, you know, Le- a Gemini and Leo would be a perfect match, right? Because it's air and fire. But notice how the Leo with actually vied better with Earth than that. So that's why you just have to look at, you know, um, the different aspects. So like this is comparing the moon signs with the sun. So that's why, you know, the moon signs, you know, need something a little more different than the occasional like just looking at the sun sign pretty much. So the next one is. Leo moon with the sun in cancer. This is the lunar Leo is very attracted to the solar Cancerian and both seek to charm each other without the competition that both abhor. The attraction is very positive and mutually responsive. A solar Cancerian female can be a very good romantic match for a lunar male Leo. The relationship is only slightly less harmonious with a solar Cancerian male and a lunar female Leo. In both cases, the relationship has to be worked on with constant attention and endless expressions of affection and demonstrations of love. Such a relationship, depending as it must on the personal charm and graciousness of both parties, is not likely to succeed when business relationships are mingled with personal pleasures. This inability to merge business with pleasure may make this remarkably good association fall apart. It is impossible to sustain the relationship by business alone. Love and caring is what attracts them in the first place and becomes the cohesive force holding them together. Um, This relationship may be weakened by Leo's long memory, which is always dredging up old incidents to remind Cancer of his past mistakes. And that's something you do not want to do to Cancerian, period. Because the second you start bringing up the past to a Cancer... They will shut down and once a cancer shuts down, good luck getting them back open up because they're going to be wary of you hurting them or bringing up shit that they were sorry for or they made a mistake with and then they're not going to want to be vulnerable around you. So Leo energy is really good at that shit. So you got to be very careful with that. Like you guys, um, uh, like, like mentioned, it said that, um, they're good. They're actually good for a romantic match. Um, but business-wise, mixing business with pleasure probably isn't going to work because you will have probably that Leo thing kind of bringing up the personal aspect when they're in business, especially when they're angry, which is not going to be good for a cancer. So you got to be, like, wary of that. So it's kind of a shaky kind of, like, um, you know working with that so it says uh leo sun with the leo moon there's a swift attraction between the lunar leo and the solar leos they magnetize each other and enjoy comparing notes about past adventures as well as planning great ones for the future they are well matched in verbosity charm and good looks all attributes that they know how to use they can present glamour to the world and in business can be a force to be reckoned with in terms of success They make money easily enough, but both can spend it as rapidly as it comes in. For this reason, romantic partnerships can come unstuck for financial reasons, but if there are children in this union, they are concerned enough to try to curtail their spendthrift ways. Most of all, they have the ability to attract and enjoy very good friends, so... Obviously, this is a good match, but you guys will just have money issues because, again, Leos love to spend. They love to get things they enjoy and look good in and all that good stuff. Okay, so Leo Sun, I mean Leo Moon with the sun in Virgo. It says the attraction is generally intellectual. The lunar Leo provides a nice foil for the Virgo alertness. In this mutually pr- profitable relationship, the Lunar Leo is able to draw out the best qualities of the more re- reticent solar Virgoan, making him feel as e- at ease and more inclined to expand his mental horizons and express his well-thought-out views on any of his favorite topics. The Virgoan gives the Lunar Leo the admiration he needs to give his best performance. In business, the relationship can be very good if areas of work are clearly defined so that the Lunar Leo is primarily involved... With the public and the solar Virgoan is working behind the scenes, that would actually be great because Virgos are not really, you know, like extroverted like Leos are. So that would actually be very good as a business partner. And I feel like Leos really know how to bring in, you know, like customers. Romantically, this is not a very exciting union except when the lunar Leo is male and is prepared to look after the female Virgoan, who in turn will be devoted and attentive providing she can have a secure environment. The relationship is endangered, however, if the Lunar Leo ever suspects he's not an intellectual par with Virgo. So, interesting. But, yeah, that that is a amazing. Like, if you are a Virgo and you have a Leo business partner, y'all should really work and see how that goes, because it also depends on your chart, too, but... Man, that, that just, to me, that was, like, perfect because it's, like, you got that Leo who's using that charm and pizzazz and good looks and flashy smile and really extroverted energy and then you have that hard-working-ass, smart-ass Virgo in the background doing all the, that work, so very, very good, you know, to know. Okay, so, Leo Moon with the Sun and Libra. The lunar Leo is very attracted to the solar Libra and the relationship soon gets into a romantic groove. Conflict comes as both signs recognize selfish traits in the other but refuse to acknowledge their own faults. In this way, a powerful romance can deteriorate into a bickering match with the solar Libra getting the worst of the verbal battle. Marriages can last when there is plenty of money and both parties agree to ignore the other's faults. While remaining good friends, this, this same sort of didante is necessary in business relationships and if the Lunar Leo is allowed his own way, the business will prosper." Leo can appreciate all Libra's good points but may become a little bored with Libra's need for peace and harmony because we all know Leo's love a little drama. <laughs> okay, so a <clears throat> sun, um Sun and Scorpio with a Leo Moon. Interesting. The mystery which generally surrounds the solar Scorpio is enough to intrigue the lunar Leo who wants to know everything. Both are inquisitive about the affairs of other, but both are determined to maintain a wall of privacy. This wall can be broken down when romance creeps into the relationship. It can be strong and meaningful relationship as the lunar Leo understands the passionate Scorpio nature. There will inevitably be a number of quarrels which are likely to wound Leo's pride. Especially if Scorpio has been telling lies, they will always unite quickly to to present a good front to the friends. This can be a good relationship, but will be probably short-lived as both parties are inclined to check up on the other's activities. If a flaw is discovered, the business relationship will come to a stormy end. So, in my opinion, this isn't a good match because, as mentioned, Leos, while they hold some of their own privacy, they're still more um, open about their life and things. Uh, especially if they get comfortable with someone. Scorpio, it doesn't matter if they're comfortable with you or not. They, you ain't gonna know everything about a Scorpio, period. I'm just telling you that now. You just won't. And you have to respect that. I feel like the Leos will have a harder time with that. They'll be like, why won't you just tell me? You don't trust me. That's not necessarily it. It's just, that's just part of being a Scorpio. They, they just don't want people knowing every single detail of their life. They just don't. And, uh, that is something that I had to understand because, um, again, you you guys know, my husband was my first, um, you know, serious Scorpio relationship. Like, other than that, like I said, I've had crushes, a whole bunch of people who were Scorpios that had crushes on me when I was younger, didn't realize it until now. Uh, but as far as like having a serious like water sign, um, out of everything, he was my first. And so, um, I'm like the same way where I don't let people know every single little detail about my life. So I kind of understood that. And at first I was like, well, dang, you know, like by now, you know, shouldn't you trust me have been together for years, stuff like that. But then again, I was like, you know, I get it because, There are things that I haven't let people know about, even my own family. So I completely understand and I always tell him, you know, I would would never push you to tell me anything you don't want to do. And by doing that, he opens up to me and he'll just say it out of his own thing without me like, oh, come on, like you have to do it. You have to tell me. I let him choose when he wants to decide to be vulnerable with me. And then I, you know, support him in that. And that's how it works. But again, like there's still the, he'll he'll still say like, oh, there's just some things that, you know, you don't know about me. Um, And I tell him, I'm like, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Don't tell me unless you're ready to tell me. And he respects that. So I feel like a Leo is not going to know how to do that because they're going to take it as it's their fault that they're not opening up. And it's not about that at all. It's just how Scorpios are. So, um, that's why I try to tell people if you're dating a Scorpio, they're not for the week. They really aren't It's not a lie when you see memes saying that dating Scorpios are not for the week It's just not um that you have to be very patient, you have to be very supportive of their emotions um all that stuff so yeah, anyways <laughs> to um so Leo moon with a sun and Sagittarius it says in this relationship leo is able to give just enough flattery and appreciation to please the solar Sagittarian there can be a problem in the priority that leo signs the personal loyalty the lunar leo is not likely to be tolerant of the solar Sagittarian's other friends and is not above stirring up a little mischief in that area in romance, this can be a case of fire meeting fire. This is an affair based on strong sexual desires and not not too much everyday understanding. In time, it smolders and dies away. It won't be revived again unless there are children. Mm. Which I don't know if you want to bring children in there. I mean, like, unless you really loved each other and got married and shit like that. But you don't want to be giving people kids that you're not really... That you're just only sexually attracted to because it ain't gonna work. Anyways... Although the passion is there and the sexual attraction, this union is not without a large number of sexual aberrations and problems which often find their place in a psychiatrist's casebook. Oh. In business, the lunar Leo is very attracted to the strength and directness of the solar Sagittarian and takes pride in gaining this confidence. Apart from the first sexual attraction, the relationship is on a much faster base when activities are directed to business um, rather than intimate personal association. However... Hold on, my hair is, like, the bun is, like, almost falling out, and it's, like, heavy on my head. However, both are inclined to want to mix business with pleasure, although both areas of life then suffer. So, this just seems like you guys will have a fucktastic sex life, (laughs) meaning that it's probably, like, amazing, like, as far as, um, fuck buddies or... You know, like, because obviously it says you can't mix business with pleasure because then if you're fucking and you have a business, um, it's probably going to mess it up because you guys are so sexually attracted with each other. So I don't know. That's just like, if you feel like you're on, like, you're not wanting to commit moment and you guys just want to sleep with each other, by all means, go for it. Leo moon and Sagittarius sun. Other than that, you know, of course, again, don't take, you know, don't be like, oh, I have to stay away from Sagittarius. Sagittarius. No, again, this, you know, you have to have the whole chart in view and all that stuff. So this is just like little tidbits, you guys. All right. So Leo, moon with a sun and Capricorn. There is not much emotional attraction of the lunar Leo for the more somber solar Capricorn, but marriages are often made for reasons other than love and romance. If both parties understand their commitments from the beginning... A short and not very exciting courtship can result in marriage. Then, it rests on how well each party is determined to fulfill the original commitments and the Solar Capricorn is not averse to reminding the Lunar Leo that he is expected to to fulfill them. It can deteriorate into a sulky relationship in which the Lunar Leo behaves like a spoiled child and the Solar Capricorn becomes morose and exacting. The Lunar Leo male can dominate the Solar Capricorn female, often to a degree of subtle cruelty but she will bear it with fortitude if material needs are met. In business, the relationship is not so tense as she as the shrewdness of the lunar Leo appeals to the hard-working Capricorn, and the two can produce good results and business achievements, even when they are barely on terms of moderate friendship. Gradually, through achievements and mutual needs being met, met the two earn the respect of each other, this is probably the best part of the unusual relationship. If there is a recurring problem in the relationship, it is that Leo always underestimates the practicality of the solar Capricorn. All right. So, uh, Leo moon with the sun and Aquarius. There is a strong surge of natural attraction between the lunar Leo and the solar Aquarian. Both are capable of ignoring the advice of friends who cannot know how the relationship will succeed. Is generally sustained in a most meaningful manner in which mutual respect and admiration enhance the friendship. The lunar Leo has the ability to understand the subtle workings of the Aquarian mind. The solar Aquarian will treat the sometimes outrageous ideas of the lunar Leo with respect. This unlikely pair can produce some unexpected coops, especially in business. If there is a weak link in the relationship, it comes from the lunar Leo's need to look for and find fault. The solar Aquarian cannot abide this. On a personal basis, the Union can produce delightful children. Both parents enjoy fostering unusual talents. So, of course, this is the sister sign of, you know, the two. So, of course, they will work in a way, um, especially with business. But again, you know, Aquarius is a... They don't take shit, okay? They're like... They're like the air. Like, they, they, they have... They have Saturn, you guys. They're co-ruled by Saturn and Uranus. And Saturn is daddy. Saturn is practical. Saturn does not take shit. So (laughs) if Leo's getting there acting crazy, Aquarius, you know how they are. They're very detached. They can easily just, you know, part ways or whatever. So be careful with that. Alright, so Leo moon with the sun in Pisces. The lunar Leo has no difficulty in twisting the solar Piscean around his fingers. There is a great physical attraction and some of the more robust elements of the lunar Leo are mo- are made more tender by the contact with the solar Piscean. Amazingly, though, there uh, there is a great deal of understanding for each other's needs and the relationship can be very loyal if it can survive the efforts of well-meaning friendships and relations who somehow seem to try to disrupt this particular alliance. The Lunar Leo meets such interference head-on to protect the Solar Piscean. In business, many worries can defeat many bright ideas, but somehow the two types manage to get a great deal of fun out of this association. Any problems will come from Leo's inability to relate to the intuitive instincts of the Solar Pisces, and he will be very vocal in expressing his distrust. which... um, I feel like, you know, Leo will enjoy Pisces, you know, um, they're very, um, opt- optimistic and very caring. They'll, you know, they'll feed the Pisces egos in a way by like, you know, you're great, you're doing good. But I feel like Leo's harshness, especially once they get fed up, um, ain't going to work too well for Pisces. So, uh, but obviously it says that, you know, it can, you know, it can be in a way where it works. Of course, you have to be the one to really, um, make it work at, uh, you know, at it or whatever. So, all right. Okay. So, um, that was the end of that book. (laughs) And the next one is the erotic astrology, which I thought it was going to be longer for the moon signs, but, but, but it's not, it actually has a one chapter that's where it's moon signs and Venus signs combined and of course if you don't know anything about Venus it's not going to make sense without it being explained so that will be saved for the Venus season so uh, this is literally going to be a paragraph and then that's going to be it so I will definitely try to look for a more open aspect of sexual astrology but there's barely any like I said the best book that I had was the sexuality one and if you haven't heard those those go for any uh leo sun moon rising um even uh venus and mars to be honest because it's just whatever you have that placement and even though it's more directed towards sun signs but all right so this is the book erotic astrology it says moon and leo and the leo moon's power uh the moon's power is positive and upbeat and even its shadowy side is less dark than in than in other signs Moon and Leos command respect and are are typically optimistic and ambitious with an instinctive urge to rule. Naturally extroverted and dramatic, your warm, generous nature wins people over, and your easygoing charm and wonderful sense of humor keep them interested and entertained. The typical lunar lion projects an air of supreme self-confidence, but is prone to self-doubt and requires repeated positive reinforcement. Your beliefs and ideas are directly tied to your feelings and emotions. When there is... When there is a conflict between your head and heart, you're, you, you usually follow your heart. Your enthusiastic nature is prone to exaggeration and a tendency to say more than you mean can make you appear thoughtless or insincere. Okay, in bed, it says, love is your ultimate aphrodisiac and your idea of the perfect turn on includes tons of affection and admiration. <clears throat> As a lover, you're not a big fan of subtlety and believe that actions really do speak louder than words. While aggressive and dramatic in the bedroom, you're never crude or boorish. Your sunny romantic idealism permeates your lovemaking just as it lights up every other area of your life. Physical intimacy makes you feel alive and fulfilled and your sexual prowess and ability to please your lover are exceedingly important to you. Because your pleasure-seeking instincts are strong, you're eager to experience all the joys lovemaking has to offer. Your sex drive is greatly enhanced by the comfortable uh, accoutrements of the good life and you get off on being pampered and wooed luxuriously as we fit your regal leonin status. So that is it, you guys. That's it for the sex and relationship aspect uh, of the Leo moon. So um, hopefully, like I said, I can find better ones, but I am on the hunt and I hope you guys have... wonderful Sunday. Again, please join the Patreon. The link will be in the show notes. It's just five bucks. And also visit my store, Lari Sky on Etsy. Again, make sure you search on Etsy because it's not going to show up on Google search. So that's A-L-A-R-I-E-S-K-Y-E, jewelry on Etsy. And you know, take a look, favorite the shop or, you know, support your girl if you like. You guys take care. I love you so much and have a wonderful day.